0: If women want to heal their identity, but they never have pockets of their day for space for themselves to hear the voice of God, then I can work with them as much as I as possible on a coaching call, but then there's no pockets in their life for them
1: to be able to continue the work. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the Called Women podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Miller. And today I have the privilege of interviewing an amazing woman. Her name is Michaela Dickerson. She's newly married. She is the wife to one daughter and one on the way. And she also is a life and daily rhythms coach, an author, a podcast host, and the founder of The Savvy Life. So, Michaela, welcome to the Called Women Podcast. Thank you for having me,
0: Natasha. It's funny to be on this side of the podcast with you.
1: <laughs> definitely, yes. It's such—it's so cool to be able to do this officially, where you've been helping um, make all things work with Called Women Podcast. So, it's definitely going to be a treat for people to see and learn more about you. So, we know that within the Called women community, we believe in the power of coaching and in the power of being able to disciple women into their call. So I know that you are extremely passionate about seeing women thrive in their everyday life. So I would love for you to go into more detail of why you became a a a life coach. Well,
0: my life coaching journey started a long time ago. It actually, the first experience I ever had with Quote unquote coaching was in my very early 20s when I was a part of a a network marketing company. Don't judge me. I feel like we've all been there. (laughs) And um, it was really cool, though, as I was building my team and learning a lot about business in general, I started coaching the women on my team. And I started noticing this thread that I couldn't coach somebody to business success past the point of where their self-esteem was or where their self-belief was. And so as I was business like doing business coaching, I kind of switched very naturally into more life coaching and I started getting really interested in self-image and self-belief and just this concept of identity and Because how how we see ourselves has so much to do with, you know, the partner that we choose, the career that we go for, the people that we surround ourselves with. And so that really began my journey into more so life coaching. And the biggest hurdle then that I had to overcome was my life was slightly a mess and there was almost this part of me that felt really guilty trying to coach women in their identity and their self-belief because mine was such like it was in shambles and I went through a a really difficult divorce. I was 27 at the time with a one-year-old on my hip and um, it took a lot of courage to leave a really toxic abusive marriage and I thought that was the hurdle that I had to get over was getting out of that but then you're met with all the hurdles of healing and um so I did take a little bit of a break in my coaching career to really focus on self-coaching self-leadership healing and taking a season of stillness with God Um, to really work on my own identity first. So that's kind of where it all started. And from there, once I went through my healing journey, I started an online course called The Savvy Single, which you mentioned beforehand. And and, and then I started really thinking about the daily rhythms of our lives and how if women want to heal their identity – but they never have pockets of their day for space for themselves to hear the voice of God, then I can work with them as much as I, as possible on a coaching call, but then there's no pockets in their life for them to be able to to continue the work. And so I really started focusing on this concept of daily rhythms. And so my journey has just really been, truly a journey, ups and downs and turns and and twists. and um, But my passion is to help women see themselves through the lens of how God sees them. And we can't do that if we don't have spaces, regular, planned, intentional time in our days to create a safe place for us to do that. And we're not really taught. So That's just where my heart is at the
1: moment. And it
0: might change, who knows? Yeah. But that's where
1: I'm at now. (laughs) No, I love, I love how you shared the ups and downs and, what brought you into specifically, you know, coaching women on how to create those daily life rhythms, because it is important. I think that a lot of us can just say, okay, I went to a therapy session and I go, you know, once a week, Mm -hmm. but they are missing like the practical rhythms and things that they can do to help continue on that process. And I know for me, that was just really, really powerful how you shared about, being able to create pockets in the lives of women, right, and opportunities mm-hmm. for them to continue to uh, build upon, you know, what is being healed and also restored. So even just for you, how, how when you were sharing your journey that, okay, I realized that um, I also needed, you know, some healing, you know, to be done, you know, before mm-hmm. I can really be effective in this. So what were some of the mindset that you had to shift and come into to help you to step into this fully with, you know, the authority, you know, attached to it, right? Because even when you have healed, Mm -hmm. right, there are still going to be lies and fears that will come to try to remove or, you know, manipulate you into thinking that God has had not called you. So how do you navigate uh, through those Mm -hmm. moments? Mm, It's a great question. Well, for me, it kind of on the
0: practical side of things it looked like one, I I started going back to therapy and working through some of my core beliefs that I had with my therapist and realizing too that I had a great childhood and I have amazing parents and um, I was a really hardcore competitive gymnast all the way through like the majority of my childhood and so many great memories, but there's also limiting beliefs that were holding me back in all of those areas, things that my, um, you know, and our parents like they love us so much and, but there are some things that land on us that plant seeds in us that take root and become part of our identity, even if they're not part of how Christ sees us. And so, I had to do a lot of healing with my therapist on deciphering the beliefs that I had about myself that came from my parents, that came from my coaches. Um, you know, as a gymnast, I had to I had to work through a lot of lies about my body and how I viewed my body. Um, even the church. You know, when you go through a divorce and you're really young and you have a child, there were so many things that were said to me in, in church that I had to kind of unravel and look at, okay, but what does God say about me? So I experienced a lot of freedom in therapy. And then I also had a life coach and that combination of therapy life coaching I learned how to journal um I can't even tell you how many journals that I would buy and have like a couple pages written in them I just I couldn't my ADHD brain just could not figure out journaling but through therapy and life coaching I started just brain dumping and and allowing my thoughts to kind of have space on pages and I also learned how to meditate on the the word of God so I always talk about healing as kind of like a puzzle and there's multiple puzzle pieces and none of ours are exactly the same. And so those were kind of mine, therapy, life coaching, journaling, meditation, (laughs) were my healing puzzle pieces. And after some time, I had so much clarity on who I was. I could hear God so clearly saying, go here, um, start this business, start this idea. And it was tiny little daily steps of faith. And um, my life coach at that time was really focused with me on my morning routine. And so I think too, there was a, a seed that was planted that the rhythms of your day matter. And um, you know, I grew so much and developed so much in that time in the morning, which is really important too as a, as a single mom to have time before your child comes up to have time before you need to pay bills, and all of the responsibilities just feel so heavy on you throughout the day and uh, yeah, my morning routine really became my my main pocket of time. Um, and then as I learned more about rhythms and, and the neuroscience of the importance of sleep, and then I focused a lot of my nighttime routine and everything kind of grew, grew from there. So again, to answer your question, I think it was allowing myself to invest in therapy, to invest in a life coach, to understand that I was worthy of those things, um, and journaling, meditating on the word of God. That is what just kind of did it for
1: me. No, I love that. I love how you shared those four ways in which God healed and restored your soul. And as you were talking, it made me think of just how, how it's possible for every woman to kind of, you know, create that kind of look at their life and see, okay, what do I need to put in place to help me heal? And maybe with what you shared, right? It's like, okay, maybe I don't need to meet like with my therapist every week right now, right? Because I am doing my life coaching or I'm meditating. So I think that was just a really great example of how to just for women to practically see how they can create like their healing team, right? Like what are like the healing pieces? Um, And Michaela, I would love for you because I've, you like really shared in a beautiful way, like the difference between a therapist and a life coach. And it was like a slight word that you shared in regards to what the life coach did and what the therapist did. And you said that uh, the life coach really helped you to start filling in your journal, right? And was really kind of helping you to put into action what you were like learning. So share with us just even personally, right, with working with clients and working with women, right, in their journeys and their stories, what is the true power of a life coach that you have seen, you know, take place, you know, through your Your business and through the work that you do. Yeah, there's definitely a difference
0: between the two. I think there is some overlapping. And, you know, I have a, we both, I feel like, have a lot of friends that are life coaches and that also have backgrounds in counseling and in being a therapist. And there is definitely like, there can be a slight overlap, but they are two very different things. So a life coach can help you with implementation, and also thinking about the future. A lot of times in therapy, you're going back to kind of understand some of, you know, why you do the things that you do. And then with therapy, you can, or life coaching, you can take your understanding of some of the reasons why you've, you have the belief that you have, and then start to implement practical skills and tools to help you walk out those things so you can move past your past, essentially, and really step into your future. So a lot of the things I do personally with my clients is just hands-on, and it's a lot of accountability, um, and it's also customizing it to each person because, Natasha, your life Let's even say when I was a single mom, balancing a lot of things, some of my rhythms are going to look different than yours with you. You have three girls, you have a husband, you have a business, like we all have very different lives. And I think as a life coach, you get to kind of help people figure out, okay, what tool is going to work best for you? And then let's customize it to make sure that it works for you and your life. Um, And also as a life coach, one of the things I feel like I'm, that I'm good at is I love creating safe places for a woman to even recognize her own brilliance. There is so much that God, so much guidance that God has given to us that's inside of us that we already know. You know, I, I coach a lot of single women and at the end of relationships whether it's a breakup or a divorce and they they often say i kind of knew on the first date or i knew in the first month of dating there there is something that we all have right the holy spirit that guidance that we all have that intuition that gut feeling and you need a level of self trust in order to be able to to walk In the Holy Spirit, and to walk in your intuition and your gut feelings. And as a life coach, one thing that's super beautiful about that experience is you get to learn how to trust yourself and how to trust that inner voice because somebody can just help you create a safe place for you to hear yourself and to ask you the questions that you need to be like, oh, yeah. I did hear, I did hear God say that. So now let's figure out how can we learn to trust that? What are some good daily activities um, that can help you build that self-trust and that confidence?
1: Woo. That is phenomenal. (laughs) I mean, wow. I think self-trust And I'd love for you to speak even more into that Mm -hmm. because I believe that even as, you know, Christian women, um, ambitious Christian women, women who know that they're called, right? I think sometimes within the church, we're told, don't trust yourself. Like you are flesh. You don't know what you want. Like, don't trust your heart. And it's just like, okay, we are human. Like God made us. He's aware of our frailties. He's aware of our dysfunctions, but- I have found, even what I'm learning, Michaela. I'm like, I have to trust Natasha. Like, I think even just coming back into your body Mm -hmm. and being like embodying all that you are, you can still embody the broken parts, the healed parts, the in the middle parts and still be able to say, you know what? I trust what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I trust that I'm choosing God. I trust that I'm choosing therapy. I trust. So how would you even just speak more into that to helping a woman who may have been told, don't trust yourself. Yeah. It's evil. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question.
0: And it's a deep question too. But I think yeah. my, my initial answer to that is, you know, if we believe that God is in us, there, yeah. mm-hmm. there is like a level of discernment, right. That we would have to have yeah. of saying, is this is this me? Is this like the selfish desire Mm. of my heart? Or is this like God speaking, using the Holy Spirit to to speak to me? Mm. And Mm. one thing I've learned personally is the more that I invite God into that discernment, there's, I feel like he's honored so many things and so many decisions that I've made because my heart's intention was pure. And so there are, there have been times where I'm like, oh, I'm going to trust my gut here. And I go for it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ooh, maybe that wasn't, maybe that was a little bit and not me, or that maybe that was not God in in that. But if you have the intention and your heart is pure and you're asking God and you're using your discernment, there are going to be times that we make mistakes because we are human. But I have found more often than not I'm so glad that I trusted myself, um, as opposed to when I when I don't. And even when it comes to like women mm-hmm. in business, yeah, I'm going to tell you that some of my best ideas, some of my most profitable ideas, have come from my prayer time or my journaling, not even a course I took or a business coach I hired um there is a different yeah. feeling in your body and like you said the more that you learn yourself and your tendencies i think makes it a little bit easier to discern that that self trust it's a muscle right it's a muscle and yeah. we got to we got to work it out we can't be too afraid to walk into the gym because right. you have to walk in and, in order to to actually work out, so just start walking in in some yeah. of those gut feelings that you have, and inviting God along along the way, and he'll he'll teach you. No, that's good. And if you have a life coach, yeah. if you have a therapist, you have other people that are trusted advisors around right. you. You can ask them and you can, you know, bounce things, Mm -hmm. bounce some ideas off of you as you
1: build that self-trust. So good. Yes. Like, like the Lord and his brilliance, right? It's like he created us. And when we partner with him, it's like we get to go on this journey and he's just like revealing who we are. And it's like, we don't have to live detached from that. It's like, Hey, wow. I didn't know I liked this yeah. when I was young. I hated this, but wow, I have a passion for this, you know? So I think it is like you said, like changing our mindset and inviting the Lord in. Cause he, it's an honor for him to lead. It's a joy for us to discover what he's placed inside of us. Oh my God. He's such a good, good father. So M- Michaela, I would love for you to even just quickly share before we I leave this interview. Um, you, you are an expert in this, right. And helping women to create this type of a lifestyle into their life. So what are some quick tips that you can share uh, with the ladies on how they can start incorporating a daily rhythm or a daily routine into their life? Yeah.
0: Oh, I get excited when somebody asks me this question, yeah. um, which is kind of when you know like it's your passion, when you just get so excited oh gosh, to talk yeah. about it. Um, so I always work with my clients. The very first thing that I talk about is bookend rhythms. And your bookend rhythms are rhythms that every single woman needs. Men need this too. Mm-hmm. But the rest of our rhythms are very much so custom to you, your season of life, mm-hmm. your personal priorities within that season, your values. Mm-hmm. So I always coach my clients around how to create rhythms around their priorities and their values. But f- before we do that, I always talk about bookend rhythm. So it's your morning rhythm mm-hmm. and your evening rhythm. There's a lot of talk about morning routines, but The one thing that people don't talk enough about is your evening routine. Because if you don't get really good sleep and you wake up and you start your day, you're asking your brain to be working at its optimal place when it physically cannot because it didn't sleep well. So that's a big shift is I always tell people start with your evening routine first when it comes to establishing rhythms. So one of just a few little tips that I have with that is allowing your body to properly prepare itself for bed. So we have something um, called a circadian rhythm, and it's like an internal clock. And it's all based off of light. So When your eyes are exposed to light, it tells your brain, it's still daytime. It's still time to be up and awake and thinking and processing and doing all of these things that we do during the day. Your screens, your television, like all of those things, the the lights in your house are all communicating a message to your brain. So a quick tip is to turn down the lights in your house about an hour, hour and a half before you would like to go to bed put your phone down, no more scrolling, Netflix, and instead let your body naturally start to prepare itself for bed. Your body releases something called melatonin, which is like the hormone that helps you fall asleep naturally. And that is produced about an hour after bright light. So that's why about an hour, hour and a half. So you start like reading a book, maybe even making a little bit of tea, like set the environment for yourself. Mm -hmm. And even as you say that, or you think about that, isn't there like a calming feel to that?
1: It is. I'm
0: like, oh, wow. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. And doing things to unwind. I call it my unwind cocktail, which is not an actual cocktail. It's just two different activities Mm -hmm. that I pick every night. And that could be just slowly doing my skincare routine or doing Gua Sha. Do you know, have you ever used Gua Sha, Natasha? Mm -hmm.
1: Is this that, that stone? Yeah,
0: it's, yep, it's the
1: stone. I haven't, I need, I need more details on that because I see people doing it and I'm like, I need to know. It's purpose? I think before I purchase it, and what are the advantages of it? But yeah, I have.
0: A, is it relaxing? I have a whole YouTube video on this that I did with my friend who's an okay. esthetician, and it, yeah, it's very relaxing. Okay. Um, it hits all like okay. your pressure points, and it just it has such a calming effect to your body. Sweet. Um, okay. Or like I'll read, I'll journal, but I pick two different things activities every night um, mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. gratitude. Is also really even if it's just three, three little points of gratitude of tiny moments throughout that day, that twenty four hours, that you can feel grateful for, um, and writing it down yeah. is is super helpful. Gratitude, when expressed, is very similar to meditation. How meditation shows up in the brain and in the body, but not a lot of us are. Super good at meditation. Meditation is kind of hard it, it, for a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially women, I find. So, gratitude kind of mm-hmm. j- is very similar so. in nature, but you have to express it. You mm-hmm. can't just think grateful thoughts. Mm-hmm. You have to either write it down or say it out loud in order for that to be a similar experience mm-hmm. to meditation. So, just little things like that having a dark mm-hmm. um, bedroom, having it at, a, you know, around 68 degrees or 69 Mm -hmm. degrees is great. Your body has to um, be like two degrees lower in temperature in order to fall asleep. So those are some Mm -hmm. tiny little tips when it comes to your evening routine. But most of us, we go from scrolling to bed. To bed. And your mind is still, it it doesn't, it's not ready. (laughs) the thoughts are going, the anxiety is there. Um, so just be really mindful mm. of how you're treating your body at night. Um, is probably like the most practical tip that, um, that I can give you.
1: That's so good. Cause yeah, scrolling is not it because I know many times when I went to bed scrolling, it's like my, like my dreams are like super intense and, they're bad because it's just like your mind is, you know, going fast like that. Um, That's so good. And I love how you really emphasize the power of an evening routine, which it is very much more, what are you doing in the morning? But if you're not doing the evening stuff well, the morning, you're not going to be able to keep it up the way that you want to. So that convicted me, y'all. And I'm sure you guys are like, I want to learn more tips of what Michaela is talking about. So as you heard, she does have a YouTube channel. We're going to put all of her information in the show notes uh, so that you guys can stay in contact and also just be encouraged and, you know, equipped with tools and ways to really incorporate uh, daily rhythms um, and routines into your life. So Michaela, I would love for you to share with the women how they can stay in contact with you. If there's any upcoming things that you have planned, I'm sure women would love to stay connected. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the best thing
0: right now is probably Instagram. My Instagram handle is Michaela Bell. So we'll put that in there. I, I talk a lot about, you know, morning rhythms, evening rhythms, weekly rhythms. Um, and I also share a lot about my life and, you know, what God is doing. And even in my, my marriage, and I have a little girl on the way. And, you know, there's just so many beautiful things that that are going on in life. I do have an evening journal that's coming out very soon it's called own your night so that way you don't have to guess you can take all the tips instead of reading all the books i've read and listening to the hundreds of hours of podcasts on sleep it's all kind of built in um so yeah i have i have a couple of really exciting things that are coming out in the next couple of months
1: I love that. Well, I can't wait for the evening routine book to come out, on your, your Night, because I do, yeah, it's really helpful when somebody can create a resource that's extremely informative and practical. Like, it's like, okay, all I have to do is just put in what I'm going to do, yeah. and then I can, like, mark off, and then knowing that this is also information that has been based off of science. So, you guys, this is such a treat uh, to be able to get this to get access to this type of resource when somebody has already done all of the groundwork. And, um, and you can hear just from this interview, how educated she is on this subject. So Michaela, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast and we'll talk soon. Thank you for having me. What did you think of today's episode? I hope you loved it as much as I did. If you found any value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you downloaded this episode by hitting that little down arrow wherever you're listening. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button. If you have any big takeaways from today's episode, feel free to share it with a friend that you think would benefit from this episode. I absolutely love hearing how you feel about the episodes that I'm sharing and creating for you. So feel free to tag me on social media with any truths or breakthroughs that you have received. I love reading what you find the most value in. Thank you again for being here today. And I pray that you felt the love of God through today's episode. And always remember that you belong in God's story.